This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Welcome back once again, Mariners Pod. Thanks for being here as we have a lot to dive into. How fun was last night as the Mariners take the first game of the three-game series against the Oakland A's. A game they needed, a game they got. And it is just unbelievable that the Mariners have beaten the A's 10 times in a row this season. Cole Irvin, the first pitcher to ever lose five games in a season to the Seattle Mariners as they take him out once again. And they really buried the A's as uh, they still had mathematical hope coming into the game last night, but that's essentially been put away. As the Mariners, with everyone else off last night, they gain a half game. So as we look at this thing with just the rest of this week to play out, the Mariners are a game and a half out of the second wild card. Yankees holding the first by a game. Boston holding the second. You have Toronto a game back, and then the Mariners a game and a half back. So the M's a half game behind Toronto and looking up at the Yankees and the Red Sox. So everybody in action tonight will all be scoreboard watching. Boston will take on Baltimore for the first of three games. The Yankees will play Toronto, and this one is really hard to figure out exactly what we're hoping for in this scenario. I guess we'll just see what happens. Yankees, of course, rolling. They've won six in a row. The Red Sox have lost three in a row. But really, when you kind of break down the scenarios, it's going to be hard to squeeze by both Toronto and the Yankees with the Boston Red Sox staying in. So one way or another, I think... Uh, the most clean scenario is the Red Sox going down somehow in these next six games. They have Baltimore. They have Washington. Not a favorable Mariners pitching matchup in game one of the series. Chris Sale will go for the Red Sox. Bruce Zimmerman will go for Baltimore in game one of the series. Never thought we'd spend the last week of the season breaking down a Boston-Baltimore matchup, but here we are. The unfortunate news is Boston has really owned Baltimore this season, 12-4 and against the Orioles this season. It has been a real struggle for Baltimore, uh, especially pitching-wise. Offensively, they have some interesting players that can make some noise, but pitching has been their struggle. That being said, in any single game, in any three-game series, anything can happen, and the Mariners are hoping for anything can happen in this three-game set, especially with the Red Sox having some bullpen walls. So we'll see if Baltimore can take advantage of that. As for the Mariners, it's going to be an interesting night tonight. We'll talk more about that coming up in a few minutes. We'll also hear from Ty France. Shannon Dreyer had a chance to sit down with the Mariners' first baseman, who's having a wonderful second half of the season. Let's dive into some fun highlights last night as things were not off to a great start. The A's took an early lead with a three-run home run in the first. They They were off and running. But the Mariners would come back, and they would explode offensively. Luis Torrens would get the Mariners back with a big knock. 
Irvin to the plate. Pitch. Swung on. Line drive. Pass the diving shortstop in the left field. JP scores. Here comes Ty. There'll be no throw. Luis Torrens. LT. Check it in with a two-run single. We got a tie ball game at 3-3 here in the third. So the Mariners didn't waste much time getting back as the night truly belonged to Mitch Hanniger, who would go deep not once but twice. Here's the 3-1 pitch to Hanniger, swung on, belted deep to left center field. Going and going and goodbye baseball into the Mariners' bullpen. Mitch Hanniger, a three-run home run here in the bottom of the fourth, his 36th home run of the year. And it's now the Mariners' eight and the Athletics' four. What a shot by Hanniger. Now with 91 runs batted in for the season. Holy smokes, what a comeback. Yeah, so they doubled up on the A's at that point, and then Hanniger would really put this one out of reach. Here's the one to Hanniger. Swung on, driven deep to left. And looking up and watching it fly. There it goes. Home run, Mitch Hanniger off the out-of-town scoreboard. A three-run jack for Mitch Hanniger. Back-to-back plate appearances with three-run homers. And the Mariners take the lead to 11-4 over Oakland here in the sixth. Yeah, career-high six ribbies for Hanneker, two home runs. How about Ty France? He had four hits in the ballgame, drives in four. Top of the order, just devastating. JP had three hits as well. Uh, France, Crawford, and Hanneker combined for nine hits, uh, eight runs scored, they drove in 11 as they just dominated. The top three dominated the A's as the Mariners, a rare laugher, 13-4. to They beat the A's in game one of the series. We're so accustomed to close games, but the Mariners gave the A bullpen a chance to rest, which could be critical coming into the game tonight. Here's what Scott Service had to say after the ball game. We have not had a game like that in, in quite some time. So a uh, huge credit uh, to our lineup, the guys in it, up and down it. Uh, but... You know, Flax got off to a little bit of a rocky start. I thought his stuff was really good, and they they were on him after the couple quick strikeouts in the first. You know, they they put the three spot up there, and you know, you're hoping our offense gives us a chance to get back in it, which we did. But really important for Flex to throw a couple zeros up after that. Uh, worked through a long at bat in the fifth, and you know, it gave us a chance. Gave us a chance to win. Um, you know, after our offense started to come back. But uh, nice job by him. Uh, again, he's had a heck of a season. Uh, really impressive. And as you can see by his stuff tonight, I thought the fastball had good life. Um, you know, he looks just like he did back in April and May, uh, which is a credit to him and all the work he puts in between starts. Um, you know, offensively, I thought, obviously, Hanniger, a huge night. You know, two, three-run homers, wow. I mean, he's got that ability. Um, you look back as we were going through the comeback, I thought that Luis Torrens, two-out single, um, scoring two runs to tie the game up, was about as big a hit as we got. You know, we're getting 3-1. We got second, third, nobody out, and weren't able to get those guys in until LT came through with the big hit. And after that, kind of relaxed everybody, and, and we had some really good at-bats tonight. But, you know, Ty France is all over it. And like I said, Hanny with the three-run homers was, was awesome to see. So we got five games left, folks. Uh, here we sit. Um, some kind of season we've had, and we still got a lot to play for. So um, we'll see what tomorrow brings. But I'll take your questions. Uh, did you see the Believe sign in left? Be open. What did you think of it when you saw it out there? I, I did see it. <laughs> I thought it was uh, – uh, I saw it kind of – somebody mentioned something at the end of BP or whatever that somebody had put it up. So uh, that was pretty cool. You know, every, every team's kind of got their thing. Uh, that's the world we live in right now is the Ted Lasso world. So 
um, it was great. Uh, likes to see our, our fans, our, our uh, in-house uh, PR people get behind it and do some things on a scoreboard, which is good. You know, our guys are having fun. We should all enjoy it because we've had some kind of season. Ten straight games that you've won against the A's. What is it about this matchup that has that has worked so well in your favor, or just been such a good matchup? You know, I, th- I think we've we've pitched very well against them, and, and for the most part, you know, we we stay ahead in the count. Um, Oakland is a very disciplined team, and and you know, if you live on the edges or you're trying to pitch away from contact, they'll make you pay. And I think we've done a really nice job of just of going after them. You know, even tonight, you know, Flex, uh, the home run he gave up, I think it was on a 3-1 pitch. You know, we got behind the count, and they will make you pay. And I, I have to give a ton of credit to our, our pitching coaches, uh, you know, obviously our starters, our bullpen, the guys that go out and do it. But uh, for me, it's been our pitching. We've done a really nice job keeping them down offensively. Speaking of pitching, do you have an update on who will start tomorrow and, and how you'll handle that? Yeah, uh, tomorrow's starter will be Tyler Anderson. Um, Tyler's last time out was shorter. Uh, you know, he got roughed up a little bit. Um, tomorrow's, uh, you know, kind of his typical bullpen day. So uh, he'll start the game. Of course, he will not go 100 pitches. Uh, we will be very uh, cautious uh, with him, but that's where we'll head tomorrow, and then we'll piece it together after after that. Anything else for Scott? Uh, yeah, Scott. The offense, I know 13 is kind of a crooked number, but it seems like you guys have had a lot more consistent run production over the past two weeks or so. Have you noticed an improvement in the quality of the bats across the board? I think it started at the, you know, kind of the beginning of the last road trip. I know a few of our guys did not have good home stands, the last home stand. And when we got to Kansas City, uh, you know, I thought certainly Jared Kelnick picked it up quite a bit in Kansas City. But, you know, the quality of it bats up and down the lineup. I thought it really improved. I think Dylan Moore's had a nice run after kind of, you know, having a, uh, you know, a, a season that, uh, you know, he was thought he was going to do more offensively, but to his credit, I think the quality of his at bats has gotten much better here in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think that the, the, the entire lineup has just been more consistent. It just hasn't been so top heavy. And when you do that, when you have good at bats up and down the lineup, you do have chances. You're going to score six, seven runs in particular nights. And that's what we've been able to do because a lot of guys have been contributing. We just haven't been leaning on the top, the guys at the top of the lineup every night. Hi, Scott. Scott, I don't know if there's a way to put this into words, but how cathartic is a night like this where, I don't know, maybe it allows you to exhale a little bit, a little earlier, just because of the, the nature of the, so many close games that you played. Um, I don't know. How, how does that sort of sit with you? Well, I, I think, you know, in a normal situation, it would be awesome. Again, you know, we get a lead tonight and I'm quickly flipped into, okay, we got to get through this one. How are we going to line up our pitching for the next day a little bit? But we have not had many nine run wins this year. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so it's, it's certainly appreciated. I would love to do it again tomorrow, Corey, but uh, I know that's probably not going to happen, but um, enjoy it while we can. Um, it did allow us to, to rest a few guys in the bullpen tonight, which will really pay dividends, hopefully in tomorrow's game and, and hear the rest of the series. Hi, Scott. Um, what was the composition of you uh, say? Yeah, I talked to, to you say um, earlier today and, um, you know, I really appreciate how you say handled things very professional. Um, he understands where the team is at, um, understands that, that he has not performed like he, you know, recently, like he did in the first half. Um, 
he still wants to contribute any way he can. Um, he'll be in the bullpen. If we need to use him out of the bullpen, we will. Um, so, I mean, he was, uh, again, absolute pro. Can't say enough uh, about how he handled it. Um, not particularly happy who would be, uh, but he very professional, and, and um, I appreciate it. Thank you. He seemed shocked. Was he shocked? <laughs> Is that the question? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, anytime a player who has been so consistent in the rotation, taking his turn every five or six days and, and something like that happens, I think you say no different than anybody else. Um, he, he was a little surprised, but um, he understood, you know, where it's at, and he really wants his team to make the playoffs. And I explained to him we would not be in this position if he had not pitched the way he did in the first half of the season. Um, you know, so um, it's a tough one. Um, but I, I think Tyler gives us the best chance to get off to a good start in the game tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And before we talk about Tyler Anderson, which uh, you probably knew by now, but just heard uh, Scott Service mentioned there, how about we hear from uh, Mitch Hanniger on what was a career night, career-high six ribbies. Mitch, I know we talked to you all season about uh, this bounce back that you had, but did you ever think you had 37 homers in you? I want to say it's a tough question to answer, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't believe I could do it. So um, I feel like anything's possible. And I feel like um, I actually thought about going into this year, you know, how cool it would be if I hit 38 this year and finish with 100, you know. So that was kind of on my mind over the last year and a half. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, hopefully get there and hopefully hit more than that. So that'd be good. You've been around a little while. What, what can you kind of describe about the, the lack of quit in this team? Like, even tonight, you go down three runs in the first inning, you guys just bounce back right away. It seems like the resolve is just there every night. Yeah, I think um, when you kind of have that run through the clubhouse and in the dugout, you know, there's no no panic. I feel like um, we've had that kind of vibe and energy from the beginning of the season that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, when we're down. we got to keep fighting until, you know, all, all 27 outs are made. And um, – that's exactly what we did tonight, you know, get down three, three, zero. And we come in, in the locker room or in the, in the dugout and we're like, we're going to score more than three runs. It's no big deal. Like flex, keep us there. And he did a great job. Um, and then bullpen shut down. I mean, that was, that was big and a lot of re really good at bats one through nine. You guys have won 10 in a row against Oakland. What can you kind of attribute that to? Just good pitching, timely hitting, and, uh, I mean, always great defense. And um, I feel like 
you know, the bullpen's been strength all year. Uh, we've always been able to scrape enough runs across. I know we win a lot of run, one-run games, and that's credit to the bullpen and, and timely hitting. And, um, yeah, you know, some, sometimes you, you kind of have an edge on certain teams and um, kind of have their number. And, and Oakland's a good ball club. You know, there's I'm sure there's a lot worse teams that have fared better against us this year. And, and for whatever reason, we've played them really well. And I think it also helps playing a team a lot, um, you know, kind of, offensively what they're going to throw at you and then um you know game planning for their for their lineup you kind of have a good idea of what you need to do to get those guys out hey mitch what can you say about those two guys ahead of you in the order not just what they did tonight but collectively what they've done this season they've been great man i mean you know me and seager wouldn't wouldn't have the rbis we have if it wasn't for ty and and jp and everybody in the lineup and i think that's been the key to our success is just grinding out at bats getting on base everybody just kind of breathing and and doing their own thing and not really uh, putting pressure on any single guy individually. You know, we got to do this all as a team and we got, we need um, every guy one through nine to have good at bats and put pressure on that, the opposing pitcher. Mitch, they have the, they hung a big believe sign in left field and services set and they kind of pushing it. Have you allowed yourself to believe in this situation? I know you guys move on so quickly, but have you allowed yourself to think about this whole situation, the postseason, what could happen? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's fueling, fueling us and firing us. You know, I mean, um, as a team, you know, we want to win every single game the rest of the season, come in every day, prepare to win. And and that's that's the goal. Do control what we can control. Go out there, um, take it one game at a time, one pitch at a time. And at the end of the day, I think um, if we do what we need to do, hopefully we're, we're in that wild card game. Mitch, how does the feel or the vibe in the clubhouse differ from the final week of the season from three years ago? I mean, that was obviously an 89-win season and you guys were in it, but how does the feel or vibe in the clubhouse feel different this time? Um, I, I I don't know when we got eliminated in um, 18, but I know it wasn't um, this late. It was earlier, so we kind of knew going into the last week or two that, you know, we were out um, – and this year, obviously, it's it's going to come down to the wire, and uh, we want to want to get in that Walker game and, and you know make the playoffs and, and make a run at it. Mitch, it, it probably feels great to hit two, three run home runs in a game, but does it feel even better in the situation that you're in? I mean, do do you stand there and just like you know, yes, that that's a win kind of thing, or or is it just another home run? No, I mean. Um, these games are so meaningful coming in the last week of the season. And uh, so every, every inning, every pitch is big, you know, this, these last six games and now we got five more um, every, every innings big, every pitch is big. So yeah, they're all, they're great. And I mean, this it's a lot more meaningful um, with us having a shot and, and being right in it. Okay. Sets the table for tonight. The Mariners looking for the series win, looking to keep the pressure on the teams above them in the wild card chase. As you heard there, Tyler Anderson will get the start. He was rocked around last time against the Angels, didn't throw a ton of pitches. You know he's not going to go long tonight. They're really just looking for a good start to the ball game against the A's. Chris Bassett is going to go for the A's, who looked good last time out. Of course, this pitch count won't be high as well. So this is going to essentially be a bullpen battle. Really important last night that the Mariners didn't have to turn to uh, Seawald, Castillo, go down the list. So their A bullpen will be fresh and ready to go. Matt Brash is going to be called up. The chance we'll see Matt Brash in the game. If you want to hear more from Matt Brash, check out a couple of recent podcasts. Uh, number 743 is Brash Alone, just a conversation with him. And then a couple podcasts ago, we talked to Colin Calgill 
who talks a little bit about Matt Brash. So those are a couple that you don't want to miss. So uh, that's the scenario for tonight. And then game three is going to be awesome. Logan Gilbert against Frankie Montas. And if you've missed it, Montas has been one of the best pitchers in the American League. So this shapes up to be a couple of dynamite games in a row. If you don't have your tickets, get them. Last night was fantastic. It was so fun. So hopefully you get a chance to join us tonight. In the meantime, here is Shannon Dreher as she sat down with Ty France. By the way, Ty France, a 400 on base percentage in the second half of the season. That is the very best in the American League. So here's Shannon. All right, Ty, what's it like to come home after such a fantastic road trip and, and have opportunity at hand right now? Yeah, it was a huge road trip for us. Um, I think we went eight and two. Um, you know, still gives us a chance. We're in the hunt still, and um, you know, we kind of know that we can really only control what we do. You know, we're still chasing a couple games, and there's a lot of things that got to line up for us. But um, you know, we're just going to come out and play our game, and hopefully finish the year off strong, and let the chips where they fall where they fall. How do you account for this team has been so steady? It's, you know, the last four months, anytime there was any kind of little setback, there's bounce back. How do you account for that? Um, you know, I think coming into the year, um, you know, we were kind of put on the back burner. Um, you know, not a lot of people expected us to be where we are. So we kind of came out with that mentality, like, you know, we got nothing to lose. Um, you know, let's just go out and play our baseball game. And, um, you know, like, like I kind of mentioned, just let, let the cards fall where they do. And, um, you know, I have to give the guys a lot of credit this year. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of injuries we've pushed through, um, a lot of guys who are banged up playing through injuries um, just to get us to where we are now. And, um, you know, this has been a fun group of guys to play with, and, you know, so far it's been the most memorable year for me. What's been the moment where you've just walked out the field going, I can't believe we just did that? Um, I Honestly, I think it was the game against Houston where Demo hit the walk-off grand slam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that right there kind of sparked us into the second half and um you know kind of showed us you know we're capable of you know winning any game regardless how how far behind we are um and so yeah that, that one sticks out most to me and um i think that's helped you know boost us this second half we have seen some great at bats from jp crawford and you're right in a position to watch those yesterday in particular a nine pitch at bat or a 10 pitch at bat to lead off the game a nine pitch at bat later in the game coming up with hits both times what are you seeing from him right now I mean, he's, I can't say enough about him, what he's done for us all year, um, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, he doesn't get a lot of credit on the offensive side. And, um, you know, he's, he, we go because of him. He's, you know, our leadoff guy. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, those, those big at bats in the first inning, getting, getting to wear the pitcher out in the, you know, first batter of the game, that's huge for our entire lineup. Um, you know, and I, I, I think he's still, growing as a hitter and he still has a lot more left in the tank and um you know don't be surprised if you know he's not only a gold glove deep defender but a 300 hitter you know he's he's got he's got the capability of it he's got an approach every single time he goes up to the plate and you know he's it's nice hitting behind him because i know he's going to be on base we were talking a minute ago but you were so fun to watch in anaheim anytime shohei got on base which it's better to see him on first than on third or <laughs> rounding you had quite a few conversations with him what what's what what do you ask a guy like that? Yeah, you know, um, you know Shohei. I'm, he's you know, the, the face of the league right now, and um, you know, I, I I don't know if how much people know how much English he knows. He, he actually holds a conversation very well, and um, you know, just getting to know him a little bit and just you know, learning things about him. Um, 
you know, and then it comes down to what a great baseball player he is. Um, you know, he's, in my opinion, he's the MVP of our league this year. And, um, you know, just getting to talk baseball with him is just pretty fun and a cool experience. Lastly, you're coming up on 162 and it one full big league season. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> I'm in one piece right now. <laughs> you know, every, every day something new is, uh, you know, barking at me, but, uh, now we're just trying to finish strong and you know make this last push. Well, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Thank you, Ty. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.